You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast that's focusing on the dating differences between the East and West Coast, focusing on Philly and LA. I'm Ashley, your host, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. I hope everyone has had a great week because I sure had an amazing weekend in Las Vegas with my friends. We are fully vaccinated, and even though the strip was pretty empty and quiet, we still had a fantastic time in downtown Vegas, which was a first for me. So normally when I'm in Vegas, I'm out at the day clubs, I'm in the nightclubs, I'm seeing all my favorite electronic DJs, and I'm strategically mapping out where I want to go, and then I nap in between to make sure I can make it out in time. (laughs) But because everything is still not fully open the way we want it to, we spent most of our time in Fremont Street area, which is where all the locals go. So I had never been to that area. I've never really hung out with Vegas locals. It's normally been like bachelor parties, people coming in from out of town. So it's a very different Vegas experience than I'd ever had before. So very different, but still super fun. I was talking to all Vegas locals on Bumble, very new. I was getting travel recommendations, but that was not my goal. Vegas is actually the one city I go to where I actually try to meet up with people. Um, Just because what I love about Vegas is everyone's there in the same mindset just to have a good time. They want to meet people. They want to drink. They want to, you know, party in whatever capacity, listen to music and have fun. And that's what I like to do. So that's why I was on the apps. And this one guy I was talking to that I did not meet up with told me to go to this new bar called Disco Pussy. So obviously I had to go to the bar called Disco Pussy. So my friends and I went and it was all techno and house music. Again, very different for me in Vegas. It was super fun. That was one thing we did. We also went to this new um, resort day club downtown. Was uh, Circo was the hotel and they had this thing called Stadium Swim was the day club and um, all sports themed. That was fun. We met some Cubans. One of them was trying to hit on me, but barely spoke English. So his friend was like trying to translate the whole conversation. That was very different, but also kind of cute, I guess. Um, and then I went to um, met up with some friends that had just moved to Vegas from Philly. So it was really nice to see them. And then we went out to some bars um, in hotels and then to this after hours on um, called Terrace After Hours on a rooftop of the Hustler Strip Club and I love strip clubs and that my friend from LA had told me about because her friend DJ's there. I was there all night, watched the sunrise, met again some Vegas locals um, and some people from LA actually which was super cool as well um, and which is also nice because it's a super quick trip to LA um, from Vegas. And more house and techno. Amazing time, a blast. It was just nice to be around people and travel and have live music. And I'm still in the clouds, and that's why my voice sounds terrible. So I apologize that you're not getting the podcast voice that I've been getting compliments on. So you're going to have to deal with it, though, because I got to get this out the door. I'm sorry. But 
yeah, love Vegas. I have plenty of Vegas stories that I will tell on another podcast episode when we talk about Vegas. Like, for example, how one time when I was on the apps, I met some guys from Wisconsin, went to their table, and then a few years later ran into one of them at a bar in Venice while he was on vacation, and he hung out with us all day. The world is small. You will never know who you'll run into again. Um, So just be nice to everyone. And that is the Canadian in me talking. Anyways, we have a great episode for you all today. It's on industry dating. And why we wanted to cover this is while LA has a ton of different industries in it, the entertainment industry is very prominent. And in Philly, where I'm from, That's definitely not the case. It's more of standard nine to fives, marketing jobs, lawyers, finance. You know, the restaurant industry is also very prominent, which has a bit of a different juxtaposition, which I'll touch on because it's not your standard nine to five. People are working different types of hours that are going, you know, into the evening. If you're a bartender, especially working dinner, night shifts. Um, So that can be harder to date out of industry. There's some things with that as well. Um, But in the entertainment industry too, you'll get very different personalities. And when you're working, you know, a nine to five versus a more flexible entertainment job, or even again, restaurant industry, your whole lifestyle is different. Your work schedule is different, your travel schedule, your going out schedule. And again, you're just getting different types of people and that can affect dating as well. So that's what we're going to touch on today. I have two guests that are joining me that can speak to their respective industries as well. So super excited to dive on in. And this week I have my good friends, Maria and Lauren with me. So thanks for joining me, both of you. Hey. Yes, of course. So how how are your days going? I know, Lauren, you just got your ears pierced. Yeah, I just got back from the piercing parlor. I got four, four ear piercings. So it was a successful day so far. Which ones did you get pierced? I got, um, so I got a second hole in both of my like lobes. And then I got a cartilage piercing and a conch piercing. Nice. I can't believe they pierced all of them at once. <laughs> I was like, as many as they'll do, because like the healing process is just such a pain in the ass. I was like, I'd rather knock them all out at once, you know? Yeah, I like have tried doing multiple at once and they only let me do two at a time because they were like too scared about my ear, like not healing. <laughs> I was kind of concerned too, but she was like, right on, let's do it. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> uh, well, I cannot wait to see that in person because I, as you know, I love my piercings. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Maria, how are you? Pretty good. Done with work day. Got my workout in. Just hanging out now. Hanging out at home. That is the ideal day for (laughs) sure. So I know uh, Maria and Lauren both from roller skating. They are also my skate crew. We met Lauren just like out in the wild in the parking lot. She's like the most like flowy, like beautiful skater with her arms all up in the air. And, um, and then Maria, we met through our friend Brittany, that's in our skate crew, because they knew each other back in Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah, we had actually we never met, but we have a mutual friend. That's right. That's right. So Our mutual friend was like, Oh, Maria, you're moving to LA. And I lived in DC before I moved to LA. She's like, you should meet my friend Brittany. So I just texted her one day. It was like really awkward. I was like, hi, you know, Lauren. Lauren is the other girl's name too. Oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, and I was like, 
you want to be friends? And she was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're both great guests to have this week because I know Maria has been all over the place just being in the Marines. Coast Guard. Yeah. No, Coast Guard. <laughs> postcard sorry yeah. um and she also lived in dc at one point so definitely been you know also on the east coast lauren grew up in colorado but she's lived in la for um around seven years now but the topic this week is industry dating so talking about how having cities be focused on different industries and the men there can affect dating and different types of dating stories and styles as well um so lauren works in the entertainment industry Maria is currently dating a musician, so they're definitely great people um, to have here. And I've definitely dabbled a little bit with some guys in, you know, entertainment music industries to an extent, but um, living in Philly, that's definitely not as present. It's definitely more like advertising, marketing, finance, so very different type of guy and lifestyle. So I definitely want to open the floor and get your thoughts since you both not native to LA, but I know uh, at least Lauren, you've been here a while. So like, what's it been like? Like, what was, how is it like dating in that type of industry here? And like, what are, what are those main differences that, that you've seen? Dating in the industry is very, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's different, like you said, than, you know, because when people have just kind of normal everyday jobs, it doesn't really intertwine as much with their personal life usually with with acting and music and stuff that's your passion so it's kind of what you love to do and so it's it's like your whole world kind of revolves around that so for example like you know it's like you're dating if you're dating an actor it's like you know in his work he has to uh like kiss other women potentially and he has to go to parties and be at events and shown so it's just like it's it's a it's definitely something that you have to uh, know is going to affect more than, than just being like a guy like coming home late. Like there's other aspects that fit into it. I that wasn't even on my radar coming into this conversation, to be honest. But that's definitely a good point, because I feel like sometimes you have to put on this like public persona mm-hmm. of like you're appearing in a certain way. Because I, I remember there was all this drama with like that act. I'm blanking on um blank on his name but the actor from Bridgerton like the very sexy attractive one where Mm -hmm. his girlfriend was getting mad that he wasn't really announcing he was dating her because he was like kind of you know coming onto the mainstream of like oh I'm like rising to popularity I'm you know he's being portrayed both in the show and in real life as a sexy attractive man and that was you know he was a good actor but that was also kind of what was propelling him in his career it's a really good point of like I don't know how I would have handled that either if I was her yeah totally it's it's there's a lot of unforeseen then yeah it's such a strange industry by itself so then when you add dating it's just there's all these other layers of weirdness like the allure of being a single bachelor about town to get more attention I'm assuming you know that sort of thing probably yeah because like Ashley was saying, like it adds to your career too. It's like if he's like this young, hot, like, you know, and it's because it helps him get more work, mm-hmm. creates the thirst for all the, uh, <laughs> got to drive that okay. consumption somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And then I guess so Maria, just like setting the groundwork. So I know you're dating a musician. What has that kind of been like? What type of music and what type of music is he? Just to share that. Uh, I guess it'd be generalized as like, rock musician, you know, some metal bands. He's in a whole bunch of different bands, but all under like the genre of like rock, some indie rock. So he used to be in like some uh, more punk bands when he was younger. So that kind of 
vibe. Let's see. We we met actually while I was in DC and he was on tour from LA. So we were dating back and forth for about a year long distance. So it was really East Coast and West Coast dating. And I think the biggest challenge was other than like the obvious everybody's challenges with long, long distance dating was like similar to what Lauren was saying, like he always had to be out at shows, always had to be at festivals, multiple tours. So you just kind of always just feel like you want to be close to someone. Even if I were living in LA, he'd still be like away a lot of the time. Um, This was pre-COVID as well. So it was, you know, it was interesting. But whenever I'd come to LA, it was always so much fun. Actually visiting every couple of weeks was amazing because I'd always get into shows and I'd always like, you know, get behind the stage and like meet all these cool like musicians and all their fans like or like their little posses and stuff like that so it was kind of a kind of a weird environment at first you know just it was like indie showbiz in a way you know so it was it was really fun but it was challenging you know before dating him I just happened upon many musicians just who happened to be in the DC area I guess I'm attracted (laughs) to that (laughs) so that was a whole other thing that was a whole other thing before I got into like a stable relationship. So, so you have a type. I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So what was that like when he was like when you weren't with him in LA? Like, were you just like stressed out all the time or? A little bit. It can be really stressful, you know, when you really like someone. And then at the same time, it's just like when you're like really into someone, but also you don't really know them, but you kind of know them and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket but we weren't in an open relationship. So it was kind of like stressful. So I really did make that commitment to like come out here a lot, but it was, it was stressful, especially, you know, like he's a good looking guy. He goes on tour, you know, he has to be like friendly and outgoing and meet a lot of people. And it, you know, it just kind of makes you stressed out kind of like, Oh, well, don't forget about me. <laughs> totally like the, like the film industry kind of yeah. thing. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, that that's schmoozing kind of and like looking good as part of their job. And you're like, okay, well, don't look too good. (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually it was it was good, though, because like I had like a bunch of really great girlfriends in DC. And I was just kind of doing my own thing, too. I was just getting out of a divorce. So like, you know, I was just kind of like having fun going out and like partying and like doing stuff on the weekends after work. So it wasn't like I was at home pining. But, you know, it was always in the back of my head. When you really like someone, they're always kind of in the back of your head. And also men. <laughs> mm, exactly. <laughs> you know, we know what they do. <laughs> we know how oh, they yeah. are. <laughs> so, yeah. They love their attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I definitely want to dive into that statement more because, like, have you noticed any difference in their personality like as far as like men in like a film industry or like maria you've dated other musicians or you know been involved with in some capacity outside of your current boyfriend Mm -hmm. would you say they've differed from guys like outside of the entertainment industry as far as like personality how they've dated how they act like what do you think about that i mean actors definitely like actor uh, like film industry people a hundred percent i when i moved to la definitely there's a lot of like metro guys guys that are very into their appearance they're very into tanning they're very (laughs) into like doing their hair like having it like done up and like gelled and stuff like that and 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 that to me is just it's it's really funny because I'm from Colorado so it's like in Colorado guys are very outdoorsy they like fishing they like hiking they you know that is not at all 
the vibe. And then I moved to LA and it was like, I remember I, one of the first guys I dated out here, I got like a new bed frame. It was like this queen bed frame. And I was like, can you help me put this together? And he was like, no, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, <laughs> what? You want to use tools? Like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, that's so weird. Like, it's not even a hard thing. You know, I YouTubed it and I ended up just putting it together myself, but it was just kind of like, wow, weird guy can't just figure it out with tools. I will say I same, but opposite. Like, really? For like, the, oh yeah. Cause you know, like the disheveled, I don't care look like wow. ratty tattoos, you know, like that kind of like too cool for like mm-hmm. you kind of vibe. So it's like the same kind of like persona, but the opposite, like two sides of the same coin kind of thing. I you know totally what you're saying. Like one's like <laughs> super, super done up and then one's like the super grunge, but they're still yeah. riding the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty on par with most guys, like the stereotypical LA kind of guy, like almost like too cool for school, like coming off. But then when it comes down to it, they have no idea what they're doing. And they're kind of like expecting you to pick up a lot of the slack. I don't know. That's like kind of what I pick up on. I went on one date in quotes date with a guy I I don't even know if you'd characterize him as an actor he was like in a movie once but he definitely wasn't (laughs) Lauren's laughing he definitely wasn't um like a stereotypical actor but he definitely like did not have it together by any means at all so that was kind of interesting but yeah the most involved music scene I've been in is more of the techno scene Mm -hmm. so I haven't really like gone on dates with any of those people but I've definitely hung out with them a lot and a lot of those people I feel like like at least the ones I know are a little bit more down to earth and more chill. And like, I would have, like, I've met them, like not even knowing that they're like producers or DJs and anything like that. So that was like something interesting. Like, I feel like sometimes maybe it varies at least like in the music industry by genre or even in the film industry. Like if you're quote A list or D list or like who, you know, and if the personality wise, like, are you trying to climb your way up and like where you fall just based on like who I've met and like where they've fallen into categories. So I don't know if any of you've had that experience, but I'm still like pretty fresh you know, and like meeting people, but that's kind of what, what I've encountered so far, at least as far as like in those industries. Yeah, that's totally like I, the film industry, like the actors are definitely very different than like the guys that are behind the scenes, you know what I mean? That want to like produce or want to. And also, like you said, like a lot of the actors that are just like on that daily audition grind, it's very common that a lot of those people just don't have their shit together in general, because there's so many people that are out here trying to do it. So the ones that are actually really making headway are a little bit more down to earth because they're focused on their careers. They're actually like focusing on storytelling. And then those people are like harder to find. I feel like you run into a lot more of those surface level people that are just want to be famous, like you know, like, and, and yeah, so it definitely depends on what type of creative you're meeting, but definitely a variety for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, it feels like the people who are more established and have like a good career in that are a lot more down to earth, maybe because they have less to prove, or less of a chip off their shoulder, or like, want to you know don't need as much attention but I think or the people who are behind the scenes I did go like in DC when I was like on tinder and bumble like all the time I'd always end up swiping on like people who like look different from like the typical DC dude and they always happen to be I'd say like several times like a traveling or on tour musician and it was just 
coincidence, I guess, you know, because they did have that kind of rock and roll vibe and it caught my eye. But like I did go on like one date with this one guy who was like um, like an assistant to a band. Like, I don't know what he did, like uh, helping out with like loading in and loading out. And he was too nice. Like he was like too nice, too desperate. Like he didn't have any ego. In fact, it was just like this kid was just like too thirsty. And it like really turned me off. I was like, stop being so nice. Like you're too accommodating. So that was the end of that. I mean, he's still in the business, but he just wasn't bright like front and center no i get it like i mean even one time like we were skating in venice like uh, lauren you were there um in the basketball courts and some guy uh, he was like skateboarding with his friends and he kept coming up to us and was like you girls seem cool like i like your vibe like can we get exchange instagrams i have a not a girlfriend but like a female friend that likes to skate that i want to connect you with which never happened but regardless <laughs> he got my instagram and um like started following him and he had like all these followers like thousands of thousands of followers and he was like in the directing industry and does music videos and did like a movie and like all this stuff and i and he's like 25 years old and i had like <laughs> no idea but he like did not come off like i would have never guessed in a million years because he was just so chill and laid back and like nice and that was just not what you would expect for someone in in that industry or like other people that I've met that like what we were talking about before that maybe are um, a little more like social climby in that that are like trying like trying a little too hard to make it type of thing or I think I might have mentioned another episode like I've come across guys on um, even like Bumble or like the dating app so like Lauren I don't know if you have either um, but guys <laughs> she's rolling her eyes um, some guys that are in and again not to like not to come off like it matters if you're a lead role or not a lead role because everyone starts somewhere right but guys that are not even like that I would have never even recognized from a TV show but they're like on TV shows or in like music videos or whatever. And they're like posting all these flex photos, like in a Billie Eilish music video or like in a show with like someone else. And they're like making it like very apparent in, in their profile. Like they're the hottest thing in the world. And they're like, I'm never on here. Add me on Insta, get in my DM. And I'm like, I'm not doing that because I know that your end game is to get more followers to help yeah. you get more gigs or to get girls in your DM to feel better about yourself. And it's just like very different, like juxtaposition. It just, I, it, it just makes me laugh. Also, you're on here because you matched with me, which I've said before, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's a con. <laughs> you know, but that is, that really is true. I've, you know, I've got, I've worked on a lot of sets and I've, I've been lucky to work around some really professional actors. And it's, you know, it's interesting because it's always the B level or like the B list celebrities that are like the difficult ones and that are like yep. the, the, the awful ones. And then the A listers, like the ones who are, you know, like top of the top are usually just like the most wonderful people, like, and just are so kind and so gracious and you can tell they're grateful to be there. And yeah. And I think that, yeah, it just definitely like we were talking about that variety. It's like the people that are really focused and that are there because they love doing it. And it's like coming from, you know, a place of wanting to create something as opposed to like wanting to be seen. There's, yeah, you can, there's, there's a big difference. I think too, one memorable story I have, I never actually went out with this guy, but I, I matched with him on Bumble was a guy in the fashion industry and he like made it very prominent again on his profile. Like he's a fashion designer. He made it seem like he like was doing so well for himself and like had like bought billboards in downtown LA, like advertising his brand. And I matched with him and he was like messaging me and he was like so stereotypical LA. Like he only talked about himself. He asked like nothing about me. 
he had like been to Philly, which I knew because he had like things on his like profile or Instagram that I think was connected. I, I care. It was a while ago about like the Eagles. So like, I know he, I said I was from Philly and he like didn't say anything to me. So I was like, okay. And kept talking about fashion. I told him I like to write. And instead of like asking me about it, he just kept poking about like, well, how do you get inspired? What book do you do? What do you, like what think journals do you do? How do you write props? And it was like very clear it was like to help himself and less about how I write, but like, what can he do? Get this. He's writing an autobiography. I've never oh. heard of this guy in my life, like, but he's writing his own autobiography. Oh. <laughs> I like stalked him um, as one does and looked up his website. His fashion designs are literally COVID masks and like sweatpants and sweatshirts. And I was just like, okay, like, all right, cool. And this is like my favorite part is he lives in downtown LA, which is like 30 minutes from here. And he's like, where are you? And I said like Long Beach. And he was like, that's so far. Oh I was like, gosh. you see my location and it's 30 minutes. And um, he like wanted me to go to his house. And then I told him when I was free and not free. And he was like picking the times that I was like unavailable. And then I was like, May I, I will let you know, like he wanted me to come on like a Friday. And I was like, that might be tough because I was busy at work. And he's like, well, can you let me know by Wednesday? Instead of like picking a different time when I said I was free, he needed to know probably so he could like book someone else. It was just the most I ended up just like telling him I wasn't available. And then he was like trying to like, I just like, ghosted him and he like deleted me off everything. But it was just the worst. And my favorite after part was a few months later, I was like telling my friend a story and I like Googled him again and a job listing showed up for him. And he was like writing like, you'll work with like a top notch fashion designer and like a collaborative team environment. I'm like, you're not a team player. You couldn't even like pick a day that we're both free to hang out. Like, yeah, so by team, he means like himself, like he's the team. <laughs> it's like one, <laughs> yeah. one yeah he's like premium in la area i'm like you live downtown <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about there you go case in point just kind of a wannabe that was like my most mem- like it wasn't like and en- really entertain like uh like entertainment or music but like fashion fashion and writing and i mean it's all it's all, some it's, sort it's all of connected yeah. yeah it's all connected but that was like the- i never even met up with him but that was just my it sticks with me clearly that was what a it's like you just want to like like just book a date with someone you know it's like what they just want we just want to go out for a date and it's just you think it would be easy and it's just there's so many obstacles that just arise between you and booking that date with like a normal guy you know just a nice dinner well also like i didn't want to go to his house like the first time that's so weird from an app totally it's like a weird place to meet a complete you know random person well i mean we literally live like in la where there's like a beach so many outdoor things so i know you're like normal I don't know. That's just my POV, but that's my entertainment dating story. Yeah, you definitely, um, I feel like dating apps, it's so hard too, because it's like, I mean, in general, this is true for any state, but it's it's really hard to suss out people's kind of like personality, the way they tell jokes, like, you know, you can't tell any of those things over, over an app. And then, yeah, when you just layer in the whole like, the LA like, oh, what do you do thing on top of it, it just adds, yeah, just a whole nother layer of problems and weirdness it's it's a very straight it long beach is better like long beach is it's it's far enough removed from la well okay i've only been on a few dates down here but so far it's (laughs) going better and it's still not even going that well but it's still going better than it was in la it does sound like a nightmare actually it does sound like quite 
quite a world out there that I'm really happy I don't have to deal with at this point in my life. I don't know. It just seems like a lot to sift through in LA. Like definitely DC was not as complicated. Well, DC is tiny and like everything's just like right there. And actually it was kind of the same because you had like Maryland and Virginia. So if somebody was living in Maryland or Virginia, I'd just be like, nah, too far. I'm not going to take an Uber all the way out to like a different state to like hang out. Even though like it was like 15 minutes away across the state line or 20 minutes away, it just seemed too inconvenient for me. So <laughs> I kind of get it. At least with a different state, it seems like you're like, oh, wow, that's a whole different state. With LA, it's like, you know, takes you 45 minutes to cross that. Yeah. And then the, the whole thing with like, you can live in West Hollywood and then you match with a guy and he lives in Venice and you're like, well, we're never going to see each other. Like you might as well be living distance. in the city. Yeah. It's like, cause it just takes so long to get over there. Oh my God. Yeah. That was another whole thing. I w- that was like, you match with someone and you're like, mm, Sherman Oaks, never mind. Whoop. <laughs> Santa Monica, never mind. Like, yeah, the distance yeah. thing wasn't that bad in, in DC. Cause everybody like went to the same bars and you know, there was like all the music venues kind of in like the same vicinity and DC's tiny. Like, you could pretty much get anywhere in DC, like within like 20, 30 minutes with like an Uber. Or if you don't want an Uber, you could just take the Metro. Like if you're in that mood, you know, it was like a lot more convenient, I think. But, um, and people were friendly, like in general, it didn't seem too as a, as stuffy or as much of like a, an ego centric realm as it seems to be here, you know? What type of, was it a lot of politics dating there? Is it, Cause yeah. I know that's a stereotype, but it really was, it was really. I think that's why like I was always drawn to people who didn't look like they were from DC and they always happen to be like people out of town or from out of town like going through the city on a tour or like you know just not not your typical DC guy it was like very very much like what you guys said like the first question people would ask be like what do you do and a lot of it was because they wanted to talk about what they in fact did had nothing to do with any interest on like what I actually did. They just want to talk about like who they were like working for, what lobby or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'd usually like zone out. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd be like, uh, one more vodka soda, please. Well, it's like the same, replacing the film industry with the with the political stage. It's just like, so like what celebrity are you assisting for? It's like, so what politician are you uh, gathering notes for or whatever, you know? Or like, what legal firm do you work for? What nonprofit organization? I don't know. It was always something. And it just was like, was not interesting to me because like, I'm very much so like, okay, yeah, sure. I do my job. But after my job, like I want to do like creative things or fun things or like really unwind. Like, you know, I wasn't dating to like get ahead in like a social status. It was just because it was just something, you know, I just want to meet like a like-minded person. And it just was so difficult. It was so difficult to do that. Yeah, I had heard that DC was very like politics focused, just obviously with the White House being there and, and mm-hmm. everything that and I've heard like similar things that people it, it does sound like very similar to LA that they're kind of like, you know, trying to climb to the top. And I always think of like Scandal, like that show with um, <laughs> yeah. Olivia Pope's the the character in it and kind mm-hmm. of Carrie Washington. Yeah, Carrie Washington's the yeah. actress. Yeah. So it's interesting that you kind of agree with with that sentiment oh yeah totally it was just like boring like I just remember like (laughs) being so bored on dates like I almost felt like why even bother putting on an outfit and doing my hair just to go meet someone who's going to bore me to tears and it was like it happened so many times 
like I would go to this bar and then I just would end up like, you know, one of my girlfriends would always know I was out and she was single at the time. So I just would always just be like, oh, I got to go meet my friend. And then I'd have way more fun than her, like with her than with like just this random, whatever boring ass guy <laughs> I happen to match with. Yeah, I had, um, I've been to DC a couple times, but I, I will say I never really enjoyed being out in DC. The same thing, like my friend and I would go always go out and we'd like meet these guys and we were just like, oh, they're boring. And then we'd end they're up so just boring. bar hopping all night. And then we'd like go back. She lived in Virginia, I think in like Claren- Clarendon. Oh, and yeah. we'd always like, we would love, I loved Clarendon. I loved I the know. guys in Virginia. Clarendon's the shit. My really good yeah. friend lived in Clarendon and I'd always go visit her there. It was like rowdy. It was, oh, like, I, frat, yeah. it was like a frat house. <laughs> That's probably why I loved it. Clarendon yeah. Grill is like my spot. Yeah. It was fun. We always had such a good time. It was more fun. People were just like so chill, so chill, but also like kind of like broy more so than in DC, <laughs> yeah. where they were like very like tr- want to be like proper, savvy politically, or just like smarter than you, or like mansplained everything. So yeah, Clarendon was way more, way more fun than stuffy old dc I, I met a guy that looked like jared leto one night and i like oh, yeah? lost my mind he was so attractive <laughs> in clarendon yeah Damn. clarendon grill <laughs> i used to live right by the whole foods uh, like by this whole foods in west hollywood and i would see jared leto there all the time and i would you know pretend to be cool but i was really excited but... <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> there was actually this one, the first time i saw him he was he had longer hair and he had actually just finished shooting that movie um dallas buyers club so he's very very thin he was wearing like skinny jeans and he had like longer hair and i was like checking out his hair from the back like, oh this person has beautiful hair and then he just like, whips around like oh my god and i was actually with this guy that i was dating at the time <laughs> and i was like fuck like why am i with this loser like why am I just like ready to just like just forget Chunk all about shit. me and walk over and be like hello jared but yeah an actor you were okay dating uh, he was actually not an actor he was he was his, his name he was the first guy that i actually ever met off of tinder his name was colin and i would have married colin i would have but he did not want to marry me he moved back to tennessee. oh Aww. sorry he's dating a girl now in tennessee Oh, he's actually a musician. He's he's a very talented musician, though. Oh, oh yeah? Folk artist, though. So, like, definitely more of, like, the bulky, hippie, uh, Jack Johnson-y kind of... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, him and his girlfriend, I wish them well. That's so nice. That's very nice of you. Yeah. She, she, she scored a real one. He was he was a winner, for sure. I'm sorry that didn't work out. That's all good. We'll find you someone better. Always yeah. a reason. Yeah. He was a Gemini, he was and he was very hot and cold with me, and I did not appreciate that, so probably more i'm a gemini too so sorry for our people <laughs> i have a lot of gemini in my chart i definitely relate to that the, the the duality sense but like you can't be hot and cold with me you know like <laughs> that's we can be hot and cold with things together but like we gotta be on the same, on the same oh, team absolutely jekyll and hyde <laughs> um you know a lot of mr jekylls out in fucking los angeles <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely some of that in philly too but um i think a little bit different than dc and la i feel like there was a less of a focus on like status there people don't care as much at least from my experience of like what you do um just because it's it wasn't really ever a city that that was um like like social climbing as far as like your job that i got and it was all i think i like said in the beginning um of the, our conversation it, it's all kind of in the same general vein like it was like finance like marketing um slash advertising there's some like like realtors there as well um and then the restaurant industry is actually 
actually like a pretty big field too. Like when I first moved there, I worked three different jobs and I was doing like an internship. Um, I did, I worked at a restaurant and I worked at anthropology part-time as like mm-hmm. a sales associate because anthropology's headquarters there also, FYI, oh. which is like kind of wild and random. But yeah, it was never a place that I felt like anyone really judged you for your job. It was kind of like, oh, cool. Like food, like food's really big. So like, okay, you work in the restaurant. That's awesome. That's a great restaurant. Oh, you work in marketing. That's really cool. Like marketing's huge there. Oh, you do finance. Like, great. You make a lot of money. (laughs) Like that was kind of the gist of the conversations. So it was never really a city that, again, like I felt you were really judged by what you were doing. I will say though, I never had luck with guys that worked in finance. I feel like that was the one industry where maybe they kind of came off a a little more like douchey, like, oh, I work in finance and I make so Mm -hmm. much money and I work at JP Morgan and like, you know, um, and they also worked crazy hours. So I would go on dates and I couldn't meet up with them until like 7 30 8 p.m and they're coming straight from work and they're like business suit and i'm like way underdressed just by accident because they ended up working late type of situation and they would maybe come off a little bit depending on the guy uh, like arrogant sometimes other times like i would go on some finance guy dates and they were um super chill but it just always never worked out like they would ghost me or whatever situation would happen after but that was like the only industry type of guy that i just like it just never worked out with but I also want to talk about the restaurant industry because in Philly, when you talk about the quote industry, that's really referring to that industry. Whereas in LA, I know that that's more so the entertainment industry. And what's similar to both is restaurant industry and even, you know, hairdressers, things like that. A lot of times they don't really have like a nine to five or they're, you know, even so not working Monday through Friday, things like that, especially restaurant workers, bartenders, nightclub workers, even they're having a lot of off hours, working late into the evening. So a lot of times you tend to see people in Philly date within those industries because it's easier when you're on the same schedule. Whereas like someone like me, I'm working a nine to five, you know, maybe someone I'm dating in the restaurant industry is working night shifts, they're closing at 3 a.m. It's sometimes harder to keep that type of relationship so you're confined within your industry, kind of similar to entertainment industry in LA. So I dated some waiters here and there that didn't necessarily see any personality differences, but there was definitely a barrier when you're dating across industries at that point. Um, Something else too that I did notice, you know, again, what I'm about to say isn't for everyone, but some of my friends that did date in the industry did have issues where you're working in a restaurant, you're a bartender, whatever it may be, and you're meeting so many people. And maybe, you know, similar to the actors, Lauren, what you were saying, you're like flirting, trying to get tips, you're schmoozing. And sometimes a line would get crossed. Again, not everyone. I definitely have friends in the industry that are very loyal in their relationships, but I did have some friends that had some breakups due to um, some cheating or, you know, being around alcohol so much, some drinking problems as well. So that's a def- definitely a different type of industry. Um, but I also don't think that's necessarily isolated to Philly. I think that's, you know, could be anywhere. And I think I'm, you know, <laughs> case in point, I'll call myself out. I always am meeting bouncers, bartenders, waiters. I mean, myself, like, I was at a restaurant in Long Beach and hit it off with a waiter and made out with him before I even left the restaurant. And then he told me he was in something complicated. So there we go. But anyways, I I digress. Also a lot of doctors too in Philly because there's a lot of hospitals like in this in there. But yeah, I never really got like a status vibe. It was just kind of like 
this industry makes more money than this, but nothing's like better than the other type of thing. Just a little bit more arrogance on the the finance front sometimes. But that's how it was when I was living in Wisconsin. I was living in Milwaukee for six years and it was all very blue collar. And most people there were bartenders or worked at a restaurant or just a lot of my really good friends. I don't even really know what they did for a living. (laughs) If they weren't like working at a bar, I would go to. So there was like zero stigma. Like nobody really cared about what you did. So moving from like, oh, and we just like drank very heavily and we drank (laughs) a lot all the time, almost every day. Like I think almost every day my routine was like work, then hit the gym. So then I could, you know, drink like a little bit more guilt free. And that was just part of the culture. So when I moved to DC and I finally was single again, I I thought that was like a normal thing to like go out on a Wednesday and like drink your ass off and like have like a fun drinking date. But I noticed in DC, most people did not want to have like seven cocktails. They wanted to have like a beer or two. So it was just kind of like a weird like culture shock, I guess, for me, like coming from the Midwest to like the East Coast where it was kind of, you know, more serious city like DC and just like trying to like date again because it was like I felt like I was like coming from another planet and I just didn't fit in so I felt like really awkward and uncomfortable all the time that's like how I kind of felt coming from Philly to here to LA not so much on the drinking part because in Philly actually I mean when people go out like they go out pretty hard um especially like either daytime or nighttime but Philly didn't really have that prominent of a nightlife during the week you go out Friday and Saturday. You do the occasional Sunday fun day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do a Saturday day drink, especially like in the in the summer, depending on the group you're in and like what your plans are. But like a Thursday night is rare. Any other day of the week, almost forget about it. Like if you get drinks with your friends, like there's probably not that many people around. And that's something that always like very much annoyed me about the city because mm-hmm. like I had like a pretty, I always worked in marketing, you know, so my hours, like I was pretty busy job. So unless we had like a dinner or something, I liked to just go home, work out, go to bed. I like my routine. So it wasn't something I was doing all the time, but I wanted to have the option, you know, like I just wanted the option of like, if I want to go out on a Wednesday, I would like there to be something to do. But then when I came here, it was crazy because a lot of people I was meeting because of like the different types of industries where people don't necessarily keep a nine to five job. Like there was stuff going on like all the time. And I work like very early in the morning. So it was kind of like I was almost having the reverse of like, well, I want to be able to go out on like a Thursday night or a Sunday fun day and like all this stuff. But I can't because I mean, I could, but then I'm going to be dying for like (laughs) four days, especially because I'm getting older now. So it was just like crazy or people would text me like last minute and be like, oh, let's go on this trip tomorrow or let's do this thing like super like last minute and, you know, or let's go hiking on like a Tuesday afternoon. And it's just like not realistic with my job schedule. But so many other people, because they have off hours here, can even like with dates too, like you could do that or like spontaneous things. So that was definitely like something like different for me coming here. Oh, definitely. Like I've always kept like a normal like schedule, but I couldn't, I I don't know, I'd feel like so left out if I was like single and I couldn't like accommodate other people's schedules. I think it'd be really hard. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. I've never had a normal schedule ever. I've never had like a set. Yeah. Nine, like, well, I did in school, but like that was the last time I had like a 
set schedule. In LA, it was like going out during the week was the move because the weekends is when everyone that wasn't from LA would come to LA to party. So mm-hmm. it was, everywhere was just so packed and it was packed with like just like lame people on the weekends <laughs> and stuff. So it was just like during the week was like the good time to go out because then that's like that the industry people would go out during the week and it was just more of like that was more of like the normal crowd. And then the weekend was like you just know it's going to be fucking crowded everywhere and it's just it's going to be you know what I mean? So it's like that was kind of the time to either leave LA and go like away for a weekend somewhere or um, definitely more like private kind of group situation. You know what I mean? Like I would get invited to like little like get togethers and stuff like that. But it was far as just like bar hopping and stuff like that, that would be more. Fun. So Lauren, are you more of like a date during the day kind of person? So like when you have been out on dates, since you're in the industry, like dating other people in industry, do you guys usually just like meet up like during the day or like during the week? I don't know. Mostly, I, I feel like most of the dates I have had were like nighttime. Just so it's so weird. Like it's like I want to just have a normal nice date where a guy takes you out for a dinner and like you know that yeah because there's definitely a lot of uh, you want to like yeah come over you want to like have like i don't yeah it's just like <laughs> a lot of lame ass shit and, and and i think now that i'm getting a little bit older like i'm definitely not accepting i think i, I accepted too many of those bullshit dates as like someone in my 20s like the bar is so low and now I'm finally like the bar I'm picking the bar up and it's we're not allowing it to be good for you anymore so um but in LA it's just there's so much fucking riffraff so you're you just used to it and you're just like oh this is the way it is and it's so funny like hearing about like these boring guys and I'm like man that sounds great <laughs> I would love a nice these boring oh, guys I, can't. I need you know. a, I need a little um. <laughs> well, like, you, know, you got to have a little spice, but I like that. The stability sounds totally sounds nice. very uh, appealing. You know, after. I, I want to hear if Lauren has any crazy date stories, industry stories she's willing to share. Uh, yeah, I um, I dated um, and he's I, I would say he's an A-list. Ce- he's an A-list celebrity. He's a very common household name. He's been in a lot of like huge hit studio films. And I met him at a party one night and our first date, he invited me over to his house. And for this purpose, for this reason, I was like, okay, like we, we can't really go out somewhere because of paparazzi and that kind of, you know what I mean? So with that whole thing, I was like, okay, well, maybe I will accept going to his house because a dinner would be a public thing. Yeah. So I go to his house and uh, he asked me if I want to watch a movie. And I was like, yeah, of course. Love movies. <laughs> Stuff. So uh, he was like, yeah, do you like scary movies? And I, was like, yeah, I love scary movies. Like totally all about it. Let's do it. So then he asked me if I had seen this one movie and I was like, oh no, like it, it was a, a film I had heard the the title of, but I'd, I'd never seen it. So he goes ahead and throws it on. And uh, it was a movie that he was the star of. <laughs> oh no and, wow. okay like i as someone who like wants to work in the film industry like i want to direct i want to you know i want to be a filmmaker i get if someone is proud of something that they've done and that they're excited to show it to somebody and i don't have a problem with that i just think it was weird that he didn't preface it he didn't like be like hey this is something that i did that i that i really like that i would be, if you don't think it's weird like 
I'd love to share this thing that I did with you. You know what I mean? But I think the reason that he did that is because I think that he didn't, that, I think that he thought that I didn't know that he was a famous actor because the way that we, when we started talking, I didn't really like, I didn't say anything about it. You know I mean? It was, um, and he also thought that I was a lot younger than I am. So he thought, I think he thought maybe that I had kind of missed because a lot of his popular movies were in like 2000, early 2000. Like he's been in some, some stuff recently, but he was, a lot of his hit films were in like the 2000s. So I think he was just kind of doing that to just see if I like knew that he was, you know, like he was expecting like a big reaction or something. But yeah, he was, a, he was an odd duck. He was definitely like, you, 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 he was, a, he was an odd one for sure. And, um, but I think that, you know, when you've been in an industry like that for so long and you've had so many people just telling you how hot you are and how awesome you are for years, it's kind of hard to make it out of something like that without being a little weird, you know? Oh, yeah. But overall, he was nice. And I had an overall good experience with him. We just kind of like slowly tapered off and stopped, you know, stopped talking as much. But um, while we were dating, uh, the Oscars were kind of creeping up. And I was like, oh, my God, please invite me to the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, obviously. (laughs) So close, though. It was but no cigar. But you know what? I was like, nah, fuck it. I gotta get I gotta get my own invitation. That's the only way I want to go, really. You know, it's like you can be anybody's random side side bitch at the Oscars. I'd rather have my own invitation. Yeah, totally. Well, your commercial just aired in it, so you're one step closer. Lauren, that reminds me of that like meme challenge. Tell me you're famous without telling me you're famous. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) But yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, at the same time, like I get it, like, cause it's like when I'm, when I film things that I'm excited about, like I, I'm like, you want to watch this thing that I made? Like, you want to check this out? Like, and so it's like, I get it. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's, I feel like you really just have to tune into people and you have to be like, what is, is, what is this, is this person's intentions? Are they just like excited to show me or are they trying to like show off, you know, like, I feel like, like they was probably trying to like elicit like a, Oh my God, that's you that's so cool like it's like to feed the vanity right because if you're used to constantly getting validation that's like kind of like your hit right he probably just wanted to uh stroke his probably very fragile ego i thought you were gonna say something else but (laughs) (laughs) possible i don't know do you ever find lauren um like when you tell other people that you also work in the entertainment industry and like the capacity you do like if like say you were on a date with like an actor trying to make it and you tell him tell him like hey like i'm i do directing and i'm like a script writer that they have any change in demeanor towards you in dating if they are successful yes if they're like a successful person, like, and you tell them that they're going to be like freaked out because they're going to be like this person's trying to, you know what I mean? So like, Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, they, they're like this person, it might be just trying to get close to me because they, which is, which is also a weird thing. Cause it was, that was something with this guy is like, I, I really wanted to ask him questions about, he worked with one of my favorite directors ever like big like I mean and I was just like what was it what was it like what was it like being on his set what what, how was his directing style but that was from a place of like someone who I want to create I want to I want to be a storyteller you know what I mean so I my passion comes from the place of storytelling whereas other people would probably be like oh my god like the you know like there's the there's the whole fame chasing and just people that love to you know and 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 so I get like the apprehension and the fear so you definitely have to like factor that in when you're talking to people like you have to so it's yeah it's a fine line between wanting to talk about your passions and then not wanting to like freak people out because they think that you're trying to weasel your way into their career world that sucks i'm sorry yeah yeah 
I think it's, I think it's as you, as you become, as, as I've grown, I've realized like it's, 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 it's getting easier to tell whose intentions are pure and whose are not. And you really just have to like talk to people and get their vibe. You can tell, you know, like you can tell when people are, you know, are, yeah, it takes a little bit of time, obviously, but like you can, after, after getting to know somebody a little bit, I feel like you can see where their interests lie by the kind of questions they ask and by the kind of things that they do on their, on their free time and people reading gotta apply that in every like the aspect. emotional intelligence i mean so many people yeah. are lacking in emotional intelligence or like the ability to read the room like you know yeah. tough especially when you're like very self-absorbed you're not gonna be able to read the room or really pick up on what other people are are feeling and there's a lot of a lot of narcissists out there yeah. there's also a lot of I, I do think there's a lot of cool people and it's just obviously um the thing that i've the biggest thing that i've probably learned from my dating life in LA so far is pay attention to the red flags when you see them do not I always have a tendency to try to want to be like nobody's perfect you know Mm. everybody's working on themselves and everybody you know like I have my own flaws but if you see a big red flag pay attention to it and then look for that same pattern because that's where you'll find your answers that's good advice actually I'm noting so many things like red flags different actors are different don't go out on the weekends anymore. Only go out <laughs> during the week. <laughs> I know. I feel like this is like LA advice in general. <laughs> it's fun though. Like it's, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I feel like I can't wait to like, like I got to go hit up the Tinder in like the different States and like, try to try some of these boring country boys. Like I'm like, cause I'm not, I'm not just now realizing I'm like, I've been dating for most of my single adult life in a place where it's really fucking weird to date. What is it like in the normal places? To date? Normal like, places. I'm not having any luck. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have much luck in Philly either. I think they were just there. I mean, as far as like industry dating go, when it was a little bit more like sane, just because there wasn't as much like social climbing type of stuff. But I still had the same type of issues with like ghosting and it was more like hookup culture. So which I knew. So it was definitely like most of the time, like I knew what they were after and it was harder for me to like look for a relationship, but I also wasn't necessarily looking for that either. So that was just more my speed. And um, in one of my episodes, like my friend and I, we call it love bombing is what they do here in LA where I feel like guys um, and sometimes girls just have these like super intense, like trysts or relationships that are like go full speed and you're like dating someone like really quickly, but then they like kind of move on really fast too. So you're like in these hyper intense relationships for like a month and then you like move on, which is also kind of like a weird, that's the whole point of this podcast I'm doing is like every state, every city, even depending the state is huge. The culture is so different because the people there are different. So there's a pro and con like for what you're looking for. Like if you should do like a tour, get an RV and go to a tour for each state. I, I would love that. I would love to be the guinea pig for set me up with as many dates as possible. I need to like, you just need a good old country boy. Yeah. Boy that knows how to use tools. And <laughs> I feel like Lauren might swipe right on a guy holding a fish in his bumble photo. She would. Okay, no. <laughs> you... She'd be like, you're outdoorsy. <laughs> I would be more impressed with him, like, knowing how to, like, cook fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would be. But yeah, I honestly, Bumble has horrified me. I opened it up late, uh, just a couple days ago and was like, it's been a while since I've been on it. And um, it's really slim pickings out here. Like I, I, I'm almost thinking I should delete my dating apps now. I'm like, maybe I should just go back to the streets. 
Good old fashioned Craigslist. Dude, that's oh <laughs> Craigslist. I wasn't maybe oh God. just kidding. I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I definitely prefer the real life interaction too. Do people actually do that? That sounds terrifying. I, I mean, I've seen the, some ads. The quickest, the quickest way to probably get murdered is through that avenue but i used to love reading like the missed connections my friends and i, oh, like, I was just about to say that <laughs> they're so good they're so funny the la misconnections are actually hilarious there was something i saw you in air one you had that like pink lululemon pants on and you were oh looking God. fucking grain-free oats it's like it's so funny oh my God. that could literally be half of la though so i don't know yeah <laughs> So true. <laughs> you drank a green juice. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I know it's yeah, and ghosted. That's a big thing out here too. I've never gotten ghosted so much in my life. But that actually, I think, might just be a function more of the cell phones and social media and just having immediate access to everyone. Like in the '90s, you couldn't fucking bail. There was no way you could be like, <laughs> "We're meeting at the movies at eight o'clock. Be there," you know and do you think people got ghosted as much in the 90s? Stood up, I guess. <laughs> but not oh, as much. Yeah. Cut, yeah. That's right. Fuck, they've been doing this forever. Just no <laughs> avoiding it. <laughs> Common dating practice. <laughs> oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a story that a guy friend told me once about a girl that he dated in LA. And I, this was, I thought was fucking crazy and really funny. Ooh, uh, yeah. He went home with, he went to this like kind of rock and roll bar, like a dark, I think it was called like Bar Sinister. So it's like this, this bar in LA that's like very known for being like very edgy and alternative and he went home with this girl and she was like super hot and she like pulls him into her room and she's got all these like funky moody lights and stuff like that and she was just like so if you want to fuck me and then she rips back the covers of her bed and she had a huge snake in her bed that was just in her bed fuck me with my snake and he just told me that he just took a deep breath and was like (gasps) And she just like Wild. put that thing around her fucking shoulders and he banged her with a snake. Oh was there a second God. date? I don't think so. I think that he it was, was like a hookup. It was a good experience, but that was that was about it for him. But uh, it was just like, I can't. Okay. All right, Luke, whatever. <laughs> That's the first time I heard of a snake fetish like that. Yeah. That's wild. Was she a performer with the snake or did she just have a snake? I know Bar Sinister has a lot of performers that do like fire shows and all of that kind of stuff. That actually probably is a possibility. I would imagine like she would have to be a performer of some kind, maybe, or, or maybe like a reptile handler. I did meet a guy on uh, that was a, a bug dealer, like for sets and stuff. He would like <laughs> raise, he would deal tarantulas and bugs to for movie sets, like when they would need to use stuff. Like that was his job. Damn. The bug plug. That was his the bug that was plug. His, the bug plug. And I was like, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's dope. There's just some very strange, weird people out here. Yeah. Like no one, like people in Philly. People in Philly, like I mean, maybe there is someone like that, but they would not. You would not find that. You would just find that. <laughs> and everyone would know about it if you did. Yeah. <laughs> Small town. <laughs> That's like a, that's just the thing too, is like, you just get like, to your point, like such a different variety of people. I think just because like the film industry, the music industry, even like influencers for whatever niche or genre life you have out here, like there's just so much more opportunity. And I don't know if it's just because this has been deemed like a hub for type of artists that more people come out here that you get such an eclectic mix of people. And that just adds to 
like it's like i think it's like a good and a bad thing like it's a good thing that you have all this variety of people you can meet for dating like maybe you'll meet someone that you never in a million years would have thought you would click with or vibe with but on the other end it's so many more people and types of people and vibes that you have to sift through. Whereas again, going back to, to Philly, you kind of know what you're going to get. Like you're either going to get, you know, like you're going to get the, the finance bro that is a little bit like arrogant. You're going to, most of them are like bro-y and kind of preppy. You're going to get people in like marketing, a doctor, whatever. I, I do have one actually story of like a character in Philly that my friend calls the stripper doctor. And I matched with him on Bumble and he was uh, like a resident or something. His profile said something about he used to be a stripper or he was. So I like messaged him and I was like, is this true? Because like, why would you like, I mean, nothing against that profession if that's what you want to do, but it was just weird that you would like openly say that because he, he added like some commentary about like, no, my family doesn't know or, or something. So I was like, why would you write that? And he was like, yeah. So I met up with him for drinks. It was fine, like nothing special. And then we both kind of just knew it wasn't going to go anywhere and went our separate ways. And then two years later, or like a, however long, like I dated someone like in between this, I go to, I was like literally like two days before I moved to LA, mm -hmm. I get a random text that said like, I'll Venmo you $20 if you send me a picture of your uh, foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from, the stripper, from the stripper doctor. <laughs> and I was like out at a work happy hour and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what about like for my big toe? And I just started like fucking with him and like, I mean, like went back and forth and he's like, do you want to like meet, meet for a drink? And I was like, well, I'm moving to LA in like two days. And he's like, the offer still stands. And I was like, no <laughs> like two yeah. years later like the stripper doctor like oh my god and he was like so into himself too he was like telling me how he was like playing soccer shirtless one day and someone saw him and was like you have a great stripper body and like one day he was like hired to do a private party and like made it for like a bachelorette and like made out with like someone and their mom like i don't even know this guy was like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was a character. So I guess in Philly, you do get some of those, but not, I don't think to the same extent in LA. That was a pretty funny story. Wow. I can't believe you didn't take that. I would have been like 50 bucks. Maybe yeah. 50. And then a source of income there. Foot picks on the weekly. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Switch up the nail polish, you know, just being like, whatever. It's like my foot. Like I walk around with flip flops all day. Like, take a look you know <laughs> go for it I know. I know here's my memo <laughs> yeah that was he was an interesting an interesting guy that I will hopefully never see again <laughs> get a text randomly like in a few years for another foot pick he'll be like can I get both for a hundred <laughs> <laughs> you gotta negotiate that right though 20 bucks is none of that not at least that $50 foot action you know like know. dollar per foot they were freshly pedicured. They're worth more. Yeah. Cool. So I think overall, there's definitely a variety of people across the different industries. So in the acting industry, definitely different layers of types of people that you'll get, whether they're front and center um, actors behind the scenes and, you know, the directors or doing film and where they, where they are on the spectrum, whether they're quote, A list, B list, et cetera you'll get a different type of personality and vibe um, from there. And even in the mu uh, music industry, whether, you know, the type of music that they do and where they fall on the 
uh, spectrum will also affect dating as well. We also can't forget the fashion industry, and that's a whole different breed of people too, um, at least in LA. But we still here get marketing, advertising, finance guys, lawyers too, which I know we didn't dive into too much, but we get those types of people as well on the East Coast, specifically in Philly, where we don't really get too much variation just because everyone's mostly, at least in my experience, accepting, barring some changes if you're in finance specifically, again, in my experience. And then DC too, there's a lot more similarities there with LA, just given the focus on politics and people um, you know, trying to climb their way to the top there as well. So that is our recap. Again, everyone's experience is different, but this is ours. So thanks everyone for tuning in and thanks Lauren and Maria for joining us this week. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Ashley. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. This is really great. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ali Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipe swipe west. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.